This is the Breaking It Down podcast with me, Michelle Falcon. I welcome entrepreneurs and business pros, people just like you, and help them solve their biggest customer, employee, and culture challenges. Let's get into the episode. All right, everyone. I told you that I was going to be sitting down with the great Christy Harold. Here she is in the flesh. I'm going to kick it over to Christy to first start by describing the name of the company and what you guys do. Thanks. Hey, Michelle. I'm really happy to be here. Um, so the name of my company is the Sport and Social Group. We run sports leagues for adults. So think of us like intramurals for people who aren't in university anymore. Perfect. And how many employees do you guys have? Um, so we have right now about 50 full-time employees, uh, 250 to 300 part-time employees, and we are managing, uh, administrating leagues for about 150,000 members in 11 different markets right now. And the goal on an annual basis, and the goal is to get a million people playing um, down the road on an annual basis. Fantastic. And are you the largest at what you do or like top, top three globally? Yeah. Oh, easily. Yes. Yeah. Which one are you taking? The largest or top three? It's, well, you know, I guess I, I can't say for sure because they're all private companies. Um, there are a lot of clubs doing what we do across North America, around the world. Um, and we are easily one of the top three, if, if not the largest. Um, but we're, we're pretty big and we're, we're hoping to consolidate our industry with great partners um, do, through a partnership model that we've developed and um, that's how we got into Michigan we have a partner there and it's working amazingly well we're excited to do more of that fantastic so aside from you being a really cool person one thing that we connect with or on rather are three topics that are very uh, have helped me build my career company culture employee engagement and customer experience so I've welcomed you onto this quote-unquote show to talk about some of the challenges that you're trying to find solutions for so begin anywhere Okay. And, uh, I'll see how I can serve you. Great. Um, so yeah, we have built our, we built our business. We've been operating for 23 years and we really never did much in the way of marketing. We delivered great service and felt that the word of mouth from that would help us drive the business, which it, it has. Um, so our customer vision statement is to be the best part of our members day. And we're constantly looking to deliver that. And our full-time team, really gets it they're really bought into that and they i mean when you read the response you read the um, notes we get from from our members um, feedback we get it's extremely positive about our full-time staff and how committed they are to making a great experience what's become tricky and i've realized um i was i read uh, howard schultz's book um onward um that has really inspired me we have to find a way to get our 250 to 300 part-time employees who are the, they are the ambassadors. They are the faces of our organization as far as our members are concerned. Our full-time staff aren't seeing the members on a nightly basis. These, these 250 to 300 part-time people who maybe work one night a week, some of them may work four nights a week, but it's, it's part-time job. It's for students who, you know, need a little extra cash or it's someone who's just got a full-time job and they can act, they, they are passionate about getting people playing. And so they work this, a shift every Tuesday, they'll set up the volleyball nets or Thursdays, they're making sure that the basketball scores are done properly, whatever. Um, so 
it's a really part time. It's also really transient. Um, you know, we have some, we have, we have a lot of event coordinators who have been around for five years plus, but we have some part time staff who, you know, they, they last for a season and then they, they move for a job somewhere or they go back to university somewhere. Um, so my challenge that I'd love to share with you is how do I engage our part time staff who are working four hours a week, some of them, to really be engaged when they're at the games. Um, because the truth is they could just go and set up volleyball nets and then sit on their phones for the rest of their night. And, and not there's not a, necessarily a lot of active work to do. Depends on what the shift is. Um, but how do we find a way to get them engaged and feeling empowered to communicate with our members, making sure that the member experience is the best part of the member's day, and also potentially engaged in retention getting those getting those members actively actively finding a way to engage with the member and get them signed back up for the next season fantastic so i was like like a, a kid on christmas morning just sitting in my chair just like <laughs> i i knew where you were going and it, so this is really threefold one i think in the forefront it's like how do we have these part-time employees in a transient type of environment in, in like the old model, I know you're trying to recreate it. Uh, how do we keep those uh, team members engaged so that the member experience is better and we all contribute to this great culture um, to help uh, with the vision of the company? Um, you mentioned like nobody knows a transient industry better than I do because of hospitality. It, it is the nature of the beast. And that's one of the things that I have been challenged with myself. How do you get an employee to become engaged when you know that it's probably not what they want to do for a lifetime? Maybe they're in school or whatnot. What I have learned, and this has been over three years of being in hospitality, and it, it's very relatable to, to your industry as well too, is that you have to realize that people are, are going to be asking themselves, what's in it for me? If you're asking an entire team of individuals to align behind a vision that quote-unquote corporate built or head office, they're still going to be asking themselves, what's in it for me? Now, in my book, when I talk about purpose, these individuals, actually, let me interject with interject myself with the question. Um, the individuals that we're discussing right now, who do they report into? Uh, do they report into someone on a local level, like a regional manager? Uh, the, we have one main um, employee here on our full-time team who manages all the part-time shifts. Okay. Uh, they, but, but locally, they would have some contact with certain local managers as well, but their main point of contact would be a, a woman in our office, Emma. Um, okay. Yeah. What I would recommend is exploring Emma, um, connecting with the local manager or the individual with boots on the ground who would oversee these individuals and do something that uh, we, I actually learned from Jason Gainyard called the 90 day letter and help. So what you do is during their first day of employee onboarding, have them write a 90 day letter where they're describing what are the, what are three or five things that I want to learn in the next 90 days by being a part of this company. It can be related to the organization or it can be personal as well. This goes back to the what's in it for me. Now your the people that these individuals report into need to have an intimate understanding of what these part-time employees 
purposes. What is their definition of success as a human being, as an individual, not as part-time staff or a worker, but as an individual and get them to share that with the person they report into. Now that individual is probably uh, on a manager, uh, a manager of some sort, that person's responsibility is to get them there with or without the company. And the conversation that this manager needs to have with these team members is, look, if you want to grow within the ranks of this organization, fantastic. Let's do it together. If, you, if this is a part-time job for you to earn some money, that's okay too. But what we need to have is a mutual understanding. We, as an organization, are going to do three things. We're going to pay you. We're going to pay you on time and we are going to give you learning and development opportunities to help you achieve your goal with or without the company. In exchange, we just ask for one thing, bring your whole self to work each and every day. Treat this business like it is your own. That is what I have found to work with part-time employees because you can't shove a vision down their throat if they don't fully see that in their future. But during your time with us, we're going to serve you and we ask you that you serve the business as well. That isn't going to be a blanketed solution. Like you're not going to be able to achieve a hundred percent engagement. I know in our business with nearly 200 employees, there are some individuals that have less engagement than others. But what we have experienced is when we kind of changed our mentality being like, we need to be servant leaders to them and get them to fully buy into these people actually care about me as a human, not as a worker or a part-time employee. And you'll see, you'll notice that some people might even abandon what they thought they wanted to do and start devoting more time to your organization because they've never seen a workplace like this before. So the biggest takeaway from my recommendation is changing kind of the approach to how you're influencing that engagement. We, as leaders, we can't pound our chest and be like, be engaged, be engaged. It's how can we help you achieve your goals with or without the company during your time with us? Um, so I have one other little add on um, that I would love to, I'm loving where you're going with this. Um, what's different about our organization is we don't have a bricks and mortar place that they all come into every every day or once a week, you know, we don't, it's not like a restaurant in that sense. Sure. Um, so, and, and often an, an employee could go for 14 weeks of their, of a season and perhaps never see someone from the head office. Unlikely they should see uh, what we call an elf, an evening league facilitator, um, who's one of our full-time staff. They go do the rounds and try and get out to see all the part-time staff throughout the season. But, but it's not a lot. Um, and, and when they are seeing them, they're working right like it's it's during a shift um so that's the other challenge is that so like these 200 part-time or 250 part-time staff are going out all of them to different venues um and never with a, a full-time person there to engage with so the challenge has to be engaging with them in a way that and because it's a part-time job there's only so much you can expect from them for them to put into it outside of their shifts too, right? Of course, right? Of I, I, 
I'm all too familiar with that challenge. Yeah. Um, the easy answer for me to tell you is hosting, um, let's say weekly, like in the know type videos that you can share with them that they can watch just before their shift. But that that's too easy of an answer for me to give to you. I actually want to take this a different route. How visible are you? Me personally? Yes. Uh, to the part-time staff? Yes. Not enough. Do they know who you are? Um, probably not. We, we are having our first, um, on December 6th, we're having the SSG Combine 2019, where we're, all our staff are coming in globally from everywhere and um, as many part-time staff as possible. I think we're only going to get 60 or 70 of our part-time staff. We can't bring in of 20 part-time staff from Michigan, you know, but, um, uh, but and, and at that, I will be introducing myself and doing a presentation and sharing the vision video for 2022 um, and, and trying to, you know, rally the troops behind the, the purpose and um, get everyone sharing what, the passion. What is the demographic, generally speaking, of these employees that you're wanting to increase your engagement? Like what is their demographic? Yeah, like age demographic or like... I'd say probably similar to our members, honestly, like, you know, 2019 to 35. Um, Classic. 50, Perfect. 50, 50 like, that is the demographic of um, individuals that are just like looking for that inspiration, whether it's on Instagram or YouTube or whatever. I think you are doing your company and yourself a disservice by not being more visible. And it's as simple as maybe a, once a week, you stand in front of a camera, you have a marketer on your team, film it for a couple minutes, humanize the leader that you are. People like, you see how the people, how individuals in our entrepreneur group rally behind you and celebrate you and are in, in awe of what you're doing. Like you're, you're not, you're doing yourself a disservice by not, um, doing that for your team. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to suggest that everyone's going to run and watch Christie's video every week, but what if 10 or 15% are inspired by you, abandon what they thought they want to do and give themselves to the company, to the, to your members, to their yeah. community. They like, it's, you're probably one thing that we neglect is how much influence that we have over our team, a good influence to help inspire them. Like, what is your story? Like, if I was one of your members, I would want to know, like, who am I actually working for? This logo? No, I'm working for the individuals within the organization. Mm -hmm. And if you're, like, you're a benevolent person, like, I have the Richard Branson picture right here because it's a, in my office. It's a constant reminder of servant leadership and benevolent leadership. Like, He's, he's a flag bearer. People rally behind him, like flight attendants, baggage, baggage handlers, like not too dissimilar from our businesses uh, in, in the respect that there's, you know, different skill sets, different demographics of people. So I would love to hear you communicate with that team, with everyone. Like this content could be for everyone on your payroll or a part of the organization. You could call it you know, did you know, or, or uh, info at a glance with Christy Harold or something. And it's just like, boom, Hey, Hey, what's up, everybody have a fantastic week. Kill it. Like, like it's those little things. And, mm -hmm. and I, I do I think, that. I think you're neglecting how much inspiration you can give your team mm -hmm. and, and not just, great you, idea. I think everyone, and, and like it's the humanization of our leadership is very important.
Yeah. And, and you know, he is such a fantastic example. Yeah. And you have his book up here too. As you can tell, I'm a fan, but um, his book is fantastic. Yes, um, I've read it. But yeah, it, I try that. I would love to see that happen. Yeah, I think that's a great, that's a really great suggestion. And I, I mean, I fully recognize that is something, I hadn't thought of the, a weekly video, um, but that's why we're, I'm doing a full presentation at our, um, on December 6th with, to actually share the history. Something I, I just, in the last year started doing with our full-time staff is any full-time staff part of their onboarding is a CEO coffee talk we call it and we tend to do it if I can do it in groups of you know like next week I'm doing it with our five newest employees so they don't necessarily it's not like the first day it's whenever we can group a few together within the first month or two of working with us and I, I go through the history of where we came from like we have a pretty funny history you know it's a it was pretty pretty scrappy back in 1996 when the internet didn't even exist and yeah. I was trying to get people playing sports you know so um, it's good for people to hear that and, and that's what we're going to start with um, at this a couple things have come to mind like you could even make it an open forum where people can ask, ask you questions, questions and you idea. can just like hey joey from cincinnati says da, 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 here's my answer right and yeah. like be like raw like honest because you know even if the answers aren't ones that you would want to you know pound your chest about or maybe it's a tougher conversation like just the honesty you you'll see that engagement um but also like use that opportunity to respectfully challenge the team members being like look we're, we're a growing organization there's room for growth here if if you're committed to this just as much as we are and like again this isn't a blanketed 100 percent adoption thing nothing is mm -hmm. but like 15 percent and, and your managers end up saying like, I don't know what you said to Julie, but she is extraordinarily engaged out of nowhere. Yeah. Those are often the little things and, and like the incentive, the cash, the prizes to influence engagement, they still work, but they need to come after some of these foundational things that right. are more cost friendly. I hate spending money um, to find a solution. So some of these things I've found work. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I love the idea of getting people rallied behind the, the purpose and passion of what we're doing and, um, and engaged that way. And for sure, I th we actually are implementing, um, almost an Uber style rating of our event coordinators that won't be a public view. It'll be, so when the members report their score, they'll be able to rate their event coordinator and the event coordinator will be able to see how they're doing, how they're measuring up in the eyes of our members. And there will be an incentive. Um, I think it's it, as long as they've worked a certain number of hours uh, over the season, if they attain a certain level, you know, four and a half stars out of five or whatever, then they would be uh, they would get an extra dollar an hour for every hour they worked during the season, something like that. Amazing. So, and um, I would love to hear you give them shout outs as well, too, on these videos. Mm -hmm. um, and just a, a nice personalized email or letter uh, just to further reinforce that. Because, you know, the, of course, we, we do these things because we're, you know, gracious that we have individuals that represent the brand so well. But, you know, that next step is like, what if they post it on their Facebook? Like mm -hmm. now that's just a great branding play as well, too. But that's thinking yeah. down the road yeah. do it for the right reasons. But those are some of the positive outcomes that could come from that. Well, totally. I mean, we, we send thank you notes all the time. That thank you notes are a big part of our culture. And and when the odd member posts it on Instagram, it's, oh, it's amazing. It's not, not why we do it, but it, it's a totally a nice benefit. I can tell you the most I engaged I find myself is when things like that happen. Not when my 
quarterly dividend hits my bank account. So I like I, for me, like I feel I'm like, yay for five seconds. And then I'm like yeah. back to work. But like those Instagram, Facebook posts, like that is what I have found my purpose. Totally. Amazing. Yeah, totally agree. Um, something else I'm considering trying to implement is, and I've been thinking a lot about tipping that happens in our society, right? Like oh, your, your servers would, would get tips. And if they deliver great service, they're going to get a great tip. Um, and if they don't deliver a great service, they probably won't get as great a tip. And tipping seems to be more and more a thing. Um, and because, so we used to pay $2 more than minimum wage um, to to try and be a you know a great place to work, and unfortunately, with the minimum wage laws increasing, we haven't been able to maintain that um, gap because honestly, we just can't pass that price on to our customers. Like of course. people would be up in arms. Um, anyway, I was I was thinking maybe there's a way where at the end of the season we send an email to everyone who played in the season and just said, hey, if you wanted to give your event coordinator, Sean, a tip for the work he did this season, here's a link to go ahead and do so. You know, and again, let the event coordinators know this is going to, this is going to be putting, put in place. Um, hopefully you'll deliver great service and this maybe will, you know, maybe it'll turn into a little benefit for you, a little monetary benefit if the members feel like they got great service. I, Tipping, something I'm trying with. Yeah, tipping, tipping culture has many different views based on where you live, right, in, in this world. Um, I was recently at, um, where was I? Uh, it was a coffee shop. No, it wasn't a coffee shop. It was somewhere that, it'll come to me in a moment, but it was somewhere that I'm like, tip? Like, you, you just handed me what I bought. Right. I know in coffee shops these days, when you go to pay for your $4 coffee and then it's, there's an option to add a 20% tip, right? Yeah. Yeah. What I don't understand is like, I'm, I'm paying you for that, what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so, and, and keep in mind, I'm, I come from a world that is based on tips and I'm a very generous tipper when it makes sense. Um, if I had a fantastic year or quarter as one of your members and I got that email, I would stop and think because I would stop and think and be like, this is different. Um, I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say I, I would likely very well tip, but that's just my behavior. It might upset some individuals. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm torn. So one thing I would recommend doing is, uh, I don't know if you can figure out a way how to pilot it first. Um, yeah. but, but it would be hard to pilot it for a year because that's going to take a, a long time for We could pilot it for a season in yes. one week, you know, Fantastic. one, like just soccer or just ultimate or whatever, just volleyball and pilot it for that division. And I, I yeah. would explore that and I would go in different regions too. It'd be interesting to see what, um, what if there's a, a, you know, a discrepancy between feedback from region to region. Right. Uh, yeah. And then look at the data. Like I'm, I'm a, you know, a, a pig and shit when it, when it comes to data and, and looking at things and being like, what, trying to make sense of it all. I think the threat would be too high if you, for your customer experience, if you blanketed the whole system with it and just deployed it. Mm -hmm. what, you, what you can do is go back to your members and, or sorry, your team members and say, we are piloting this. Yeah. And, be transparent with them with the feedback and if it's a no then you have to make a tough decision and say you know and then frame it in a way being like this is best for the business and yes those are tough decisions that you would have to make but hopefully the feedback is fantastic and then you can uh, deploy it system-wide yes so the last question I guess I want the, the uh, little tidbit it would be 
Um, I think, I mean, everything you've already shared is, is all around the idea of just general passion and engagement for what they're doing and getting behind the vision of the company. Um, what about actual tactical ideas uh, when, so, you know, right now it's November or whatever, 18th or whatever day it is, 19th. 19th. Um, and, you know, registration for our winter season opened last week. Okay. And it, it starts in the new year. So people are currently playing in their fall season. The fall season will wrap up mid-December, late December. Um, but registration is now open. How can we engage our part-time staff who see the members every night to be encouraging them to get signed up um, to play for next season? How do you guys price? Do you guys have early bird subscription? Uh, we do in certain markets. We don't in Toronto, but certain markets like Kitchener-Waterloo, we do because they always have. Um, okay. But not everyone. Yeah, it, it would probably hurt your, your gross profit if you were constantly doing that system-wide. Um, how have you uh, incentivized, have you explored incentivizing uh, your boots on the ground, um, your team members? No. Look at gamifying it. Whenever in my business, I know we need to hit X amount in revenue on a Saturday night to be able to save our numbers for the quarter or for the month, I will throw some sort of gamified plan um, for the team members because it goes back to what's in it for me. Christy, you want me to get people subscribed? Sure, but how do I serve myself? It doesn't have to be cash. It, it, it could be a, an... In, um, it could be some sort of prize. It could be a trip somewhere. This absolutely works for short term periods of time because there needs to be an instant gratification. You can't be like, Hey, let's rally behind X, Y, Z. And in six months you'll get potentially get Y like now. Yeah, right. Like I, I'm, I'm worried about the next six minutes of my life, let alone six months. So see how you can gamify it. Now, do not be the one that, if you so choose to do this, do not be the individual. Do not let your team members at head office pick what the incentive is. What I would recommend is pick three to five individuals that live in this role who this, uh, this program would influence, again, different regions, and say, I want you to be a part of this incentive committee. Mm, that's a good idea. What is going to incentivize you? Because what incentivizes me is like yeah. vegan protein shakes in the gym, <laughs> or like, like, and people are like, yeah, that's that's gross. Yeah. Um, but you know, so maybe somebody's like, you know what? I need a break. Like, what about like get a gift certificate to Flight Center or a, a travel agency for twenty five hundred bucks or something? And again, there needs to be instant gratification behind the campaign. And the good thing about it is you're wanting to have the instant results, if that can align, oh, and just before the holidays too, oh, this is fantastic. This mm -hmm. could potentially be fantastic or even just after the new year, that's what I would do. But the key to this is the quote unquote incentive committee. And if yeah. you choose to create that, let it out to the system. Be like, hey everyone, we hand selected these individuals for our first incentive committee. They're going to be representing you for da 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 da, da because now they feel like they have even more skin in the game and they have a representative at the table, which is head head office. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Have I helped? 
you very much. That's been fun, really fun and really helpful. Thank you so much for taking the time with me today. Christy, thank you so very much. Um, if you have any questions for um, Christy's organization or if you're interested in it, I'm going to link everything below. Christy, thank you so much. Have a fantastic day. Thanks, Michelle. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for watching the episode with Christy. I hope you learned a lot. If you want to be on the show, email me directly. If you think you know someone that would value from listening to the interview with Christy, please feel free to share this video with them. And if we're not connected on LinkedIn, let's do so right now. Thank you so much for your time and attention, and I will see you on the next episode.